Good evening, welcome to News of the World. I want to look back at uh, the last seven days in world news, and I'm joined uh, tonight again by Lee and Patricia, and it's welcome back to Cookie and to Anne. And as always, a little bit of humour, a little bit of seriousness, and uh, given with our own imitable uh, views and talent on here. And we'll start with Richard Sunak, and uh, he's raised the national insurance threshold by £3,000. Uh, and announced a cut in fuel duty tax by five pence a litre in an attempt to ease the burden of the cost of living crisis. So, the question is, Lee, has that eased the burden of the cost of living for you? Absolutely, mate. I've just gone out and uh, booked a new two. Uh, I've gone out and booked a two week all inclusive holiday to Egypt on the back of it. <laughs> well, it is a lot better than it is over here. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah, but no, on, on a serious note, mate, it's a, it's a, it's a, well, it's laughable, isn't it, really? It's a piss take to the average household, you know, to people who are struggling. It's just, it's just, it's just crap again, mate, isn't it? All, all to pacify their own existence. We're hearing, we're hearing some horror stories, and I mean, you just need to, you just need to scour the, uh, the internet, really, and look around, Patricia. Um, you as a journalist, I'm sure, do that every day. But you just need to look at the the, the, the stories, the the personal stories. Um, I've seen numerous, you know, older pensioners, you know, in different parts of the country, saying that they're frightened now to put their heating on. I've seen people who've got debilitating illnesses who rely on electrical equipment, who are saying now they're having to make a choice between you know, putting on, you know, putting on the battery to charge a particular machine or to switch a, a light on at night. It's, it's, it, this is, this is like middle ages. This is, this is, this is going back in time. It, it's, it's not a positive time to be alive, is it really? No, I feel sorry for anybody who is a single parent, who's vulnerable, who isn't working, and even people who are working. Mm. And, I mean, no one can afford anything. I, I I work and I notice the difference in the hiking diesel and stuff and I'm cutting back as well. And I, I think that I've read stories about parents who, who I mean, are cutting back on eating themselves to feed their children. And what is this budget going to do? It's This 5P cut's going to do absolutely nothing. And I even know businesses here in Northern Ireland that are cutting back their hours, including uh, my, my son has a bearded dragon that Lee has one as well. So we've kind of bonded slightly over that. But um, the, the, the pet shop is actually cutting their hours because they can't afford to use the lighting and the heating for that long. It's, it's, it's crazy times. And I just think, like Lee said, I mean, they're doing it to make themselves kind of look a bit better. But I mean, a lot more needs to be done. Does cookie is it affecting you directly? This mate, I mean, it's affecting us all. We're all having to spend more on food, we're all having to spend more on heating, and um, you know, these things are going to get worse. I, I think, well, how, how is it directly affecting you? Are you having to make any radical choices? I well, uh, I think fuel poverty is going to be a big issue for me this, this winter, you know, uh, because doubling in price and it's going to get even higher, you know, uh, putting on the gas and that, you know. It's 50 quid a week. It's getting more than that. No, it's, it's getting more than that. Uh, and I'm having to put electric on as well, you know. So it's, 
you're talking like 75, 80 to 90 quid a week for, for gas and electric and mines. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's getting worse and the government are digging out. Now, give a five pence off bloody air diesel. I know, mate. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. Well, I, you know, with the fuel prices and whatnot, I mean, we, we kind of touched on it last week, but they obviously want to go to, let's be honest about it, they want us to all have electric cars. So they're never going to force us towards electric cars if the fuel prices are amenable. So forget what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. They want us all to have an electric car, da 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 da, da whatever agenda they've got. But electric cars are also £10,000 more than a diesel car. What does, what does everybody else think about? that i think i think it's just all geared towards that yeah i i have to agree lee i i i'm actually thinking of of getting an electric car if we can afford one because i can't sustain this it's it's too expensive right. i do a lot of traveling i live in a place where i mean ireland is crap for for trains and stuff we have mm. to drive everywhere because we live in yeah. a place that's very rural. It's an absolute nightmare. I just, you know, you do kind of feel you're being forced in a certain direction. And what's your thoughts on this? It's uh, it's hardly, you know, it's it's hardly exciting news from the government. We didn't expect anything exciting. It just seems that, you know, we're not going to get we're, we're not going to get any easy way out of this. Oh, we really? No, you know, and it's a. Um, I wouldn't look. They've done. No matter how little it is, they've done something i know it's pathetic and all this they've done something but i can also remember the 70s and when you couldn't get bread when you couldn't get sugar when there were strikes all the time when you couldn't bury your dead mm-hmm. i remember all that so this isn't anything horrific to me it's not nice it's not good but the thing is that <laughs> you could see it coming look we had the lockdown you the business was severely affected once you start when you're the business starts suffering you know you're gonna have a recession coming your way all sorts are going on resources are getting less and less and less and that's most probably why you'll start seeing more wars kicking off in the battle to get resources we've just got it this has been seen to come and this is the I think this is heralding what's going to happen. It's going to get much, much worse before it gets better. And I hate being a Debbie Downer saying that, but it is. But even at this point, it's not as bad as it was in the 70s. In the 70s, you back go back then. <clears throat> I mean, you it was. You're talking about it was horrific poverty back then. And I say all the strikes and all the houses were burning down with children in them because they had to use candles. You know, and the um, fuel prices were absolutely astronomical. So it is, it is bad, and people are suffering. But at the same time, this is what happens in a capitalist situation. You have to understand that you have to you have to roll with the good times and the bad times. They all, won't always be good, and you have to try and pro- make sure that you're ready for when the bad times come in. But it will pick up again. It, things will start putting themselves right. But as for, I mean, look, it's a pathetic little gesture, but it's still a gesture. It's better than none at all, let's put it that way. And I don't know what else they could have done. I think it could have been a lot worse. Actually, I think it could have been a lot worse and could get a lot worse. I think they're holding, they're, they're trying to stave it off at the moment of the ways that could come. Yeah, I, just can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't understand. We're supposed to be one of the wealthiest nations in the world. 
people travel across well, no. continents people travel across continents to get here they risk their lives on rubber dinghies from wherever and yet we're we're talking about this kind of situation but i mean what i mean what fucking state are we in imagine imagine i mean if if we're bad now imagine what it must be like somewhere else because i don't know i've i've never known it been this depressing Could, i kind of comments in the 80s what? 90s but well, I remember the 70s when I was a kid and I remember power cuts. I remember bins, no rubbish getting mm. collected. I remember all of that, the three-day week on the electric and stuff. So I remember that. And it was, you right. know, as a kid, it was quite frightening. Molly yeah. Whitney says, if everyone owned an electric car overnight, it would not change a thing. That's exactly right. Exactly right. It uh, won't change a thing. WK White Knight says, electric cars and, uh, uh, and safe plus. Who's got £70,000 to buy one? It's about getting you off the road. Uh, not on it and uh, just a little one about the cost of living crisis i got diagnosed with cancer on november sorry to hear that um i've not had any help whatsoever not allowed any universal credit because my because uh, my missus works self-employed and we have a little bit of savings that we have to use to pay off bills I, everyone's got everyone's got a story everyone's got um something that's gonna it's going to be affected yeah, exactly. Could be everyone's going to be affected in in some way, shape, or form by this. We're all we're all going to be affected. But um, you know, I guess what is the answer, and and how can it be resolved? And that's that's where the government really need to you know to maybe stand up. You know, they're, they're going to make it get worse before they they come out with with any plans to to change things. The release anyway of Nazanin Zakari Ratcliffe happened last last week when we were on air. It was literally going through as we were on air and. Um, Subsequently, she's held a few uh, press conferences, news conferences. Uh, this did this picture did cause a lot of controversy on Twitter. Um, I did notice people were saying, "Wow, I bet he wishes he hadn't campaigned to get her out now because she certainly doesn't look too happy with him on there." But, uh, but <coughs> joking aside, right? We are struggling with money in this country, um, you know, Lee, and and yet we've got him paid a vast amount of money now to Iran to to get that. You know, young lady released. Um, is it and right? don't forget, Steve. Go on, go on. Forgetting this, right? And it's annoying me that people forget this. Anushi Ashuri yeah, was also look, yeah. released the same day, and he seems to get no attention whatsoever. It's a disgrace. That was so why? So, well, look, Anne, you, you, you're vocal on it. So let's come to you first. Why? Why? Why have we now decided? to pay this money is it as simple as the fact that we're looking at their resources and thinking they could be useful for us if things in in russia escalate and you know the, the you know the countries you know can't communicate anymore we have to start looking for fuel resources from iran oil perhaps i don't know what it is but i know that they had to choose to especially what boris johnson did he put her in real danger by what he said saying that she was going over there to train journalists that was absolutely disgusting i mean that man could be such an idiot at times he can but i don't blame her for being angry i hate seeing something oh she's not very thankful she doesn't have to be thankful she doesn't have one reason to be thankful because the, her plight was made much much worse by the government and so they had a juicy to get it out there whether there's some a big it's strange because they always say don't they they're not going to pay for hostages but yet they pay to basically get her free and to get a new she house as well but i'm sorry they had a juicy to her because they put it in that position i think and made the terror and i don't think why i think people have got a nerve saying that she should be thankful a plight was made much worse by she's, what she's always been used 
I mean, I don't know much about. I know of the case, and I know who you're talking about. Has she not just been a big pawn in a game of chess again? Has she not been there just as a, a debt uh, kind of insurance? I don't know. It, most probably, most probably. So you don't know it's what's going on behind the scenes, do you? We just no. never know. Lots secrets. I mean, all that, all that fucking cloak and dagger bullshit about her being an informant and this and the other. She wasn't. She was just there because yeah. I presume the British government owed a hell of a lot of money, didn't they, for oh, that they didn't pay. But again, yeah. we don't know the truth, and she was just there as an insurance policy. She was, she was, she brought her twenty-two-month-old daughter over to see her family, and when she was going back mm. from the airport, they detained her and said she was a spy. And that's a sad thing because she's not only lost six years of her own life; she's she's lost six years of her daughter's, her only child, and and six years with her husband. And to be quite frank, some of the comments on Twitter about. Her being disrespectful and yeah. and not showing respect to her husband are as bad as mm. what the regime in Iran is and the mm. human. It's just like I just don't get it. What is it about? I mean, why why are we why do we not we? But I mean, why do people jump so quickly on someone? And it seems to be strong-willed, opinionated women who just seem to be jumped on and they're they're built right up and then they're taken right down. And like Anne said. Of why shouldn't she criticize? It's a democracy. Mm. She can do what she likes. She's right to. She lost six years of her life. Mm. It's, it's ridiculous. It just. It really. It really gets to me when mm. I see somebody like that getting that criticism. I mean, who can look her in the eye and say, "Yeah, I know how you feel." Nobody yeah, exactly. Very little. Mm. Cookie, I mean, you've been in prison, mate. Um, you know, from your perspective, she's been in jail for for a hell of a long time. For, for no crime whatsoever. Um, how will she how will she adapt, do you think? Will it will it take time? I mean, we've seen hostages being brought out. I mean, uh, it always seems that the same old faces get brought out when someone gets released from this kind of torment and, and torture. What 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 do you think she's gonna be feeling like now? I think she'll she'll she definitely will feel elated getting out and stuff and that, but that'll all be short lived, you know, yeah. and then the consequences of her being locked up for that long from no fault of our own will be uh, psychological consequences it would be quite heavy i think like it was for me coming out and i was guilty you know and it was much easier me being in jail as a guilty man you know and being in, and being in prison as an uh, innocent person you know uh, and being taken by a, a iraqi uh, iran regime in a prison in iran i mean you don't know how she was treated and Stuff like that. She, she, she's probably been exposed to real, real hardship. That poor woman. I think you're right. I think the fallout from it is never like. I mean, obviously, I've been there myself as well, like you, mate. Um, initially, you have elation, like you say, but I think the effects of it starts to kick in when you start to divulge what's just gone on. And I think because she's been in there as an innocent person, I think, I think it could uh, take its toll on her. If I'm honest. Yeah, she was. I mean, look at the Sorry, love. The level of anger is going to be unreal, isn't it? I mean, can you imagine being being in there and then all of a sudden saying, "Right, you're free today," and you think, "What? Yeah. Where have mm. I just been?" It's that the yeah, it's going to take some uh, some rebuilding, yeah. I think. But listen, at least at least she's out. At least she's away from that yeah. place. And she's alive. And for ransom, yeah, it's awful. Um, WK White Knight says, "Welcome to the real world. I've lived in bad times all my life. I'm going to put the." 
uh, and a window to throw it out of. But what have I got is the truth, and that is their enemy. Uh, we owed, yeah, this is right, Mr. And uh, the end is coming soon. We owed Iran the money from a deal done in the seventies. Yeah, and I mean it's it's I mean it's that old it was that old joke, wasn't it? How many how many secretaries does a state does it take? You know, a foreign secretary state, you know, to get to get a woman out of an Iranian prison? Well, it's taken what five, six. It's uh, mm. it's crazy. We've paid the money when we've wanted to pay. We could have paid that money at any time. That's the annoying thing for her. And, you know, mm. you, you think she would have a leg to stand on to try and, you know, maybe get some kind of serious compensation from this because, um, you know, she, she'll never get those days, hours, months, years back uh, of her own life. And she's missed the most important part of a child's life. It has to be said as well, you know, um, but, you know, with with a with a daughter uh, growing up. But, um, that, that, that wouldn't be institutionalised and... You don't realise how institutionalised until you actually get out of prison. You know, and that's why, that's why, Cookie, she's most probably responding the way she is as well towards her husband and all that. She's going to have post-traumatic stress disorder from this, mm -hmm. definitely. And people want to bear that in mind before they start slagging her off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I spoke to a female prisoner not that long ago who went into prison when her her daughter was was quite young around the same age as um this lady's own daughter and th the bond is gone it can't be they even when you come out i don't know six seven years later that bond can't be you can't start it again it's mm -hmm. it's lost mm -hmm. forever and you can try your best but you know and I, I just feel for her i really really do it's it's hard and like you say Anne, when she's coming out she's she's completely changed as a person mm. like she's she still is you know mm. but she's she's changed she'll never trust she's... anyone again she'll be emotionally detached mm. from yeah. people mm. from their emotional relationships i've had in the past they'll be still like emotion still emotionally there a family and that but she's emotionally detached from the situation i mean even even the dynamics of a husband imagine going home for your husband who you've not seen for what six years and you sit down on the couch and you have a cup of tea together I mean, what do you talk about initially? It must be there must be a big barrier there to kind of to kind of break down because I can't imagine he's going to visit her every week. You know, it's just not physically yeah. possible, is it? You know, she's not getting regular visits from family or friends, I would assume. So I don't know. Tough one, that real tough one. It is, but we wish her well. Uh, hopefully, she can get <laughs> some kind of uh, you know comfort now that she's out and rebuild her life. Okay, something we were going to bring up last week, but as often happens on this program, certain subjects demand a little bit more time, and, and you know we can we can lose track of time. We only do an hour as well. But the story I wanted to bring up last week was the "Don't Say Gay" bill, um, which was in Florida. Uh, the Florida Senate passed this controversial so-called "Don't Say Gay" bill on Tuesday. Uh, sending the Republican-backed legislation banning LGBTQ instruction in primary schools to Governor Ron DeSantis's desk. Now, this is this is crazy, Anne. I think um, you know. I, I don't know what what what's your views on this because well, it's parental rights and education, isn't it? And I think what it is, you've got to be careful with it because a lot it's exploded into something much much more than it is much much more than it actually is in my mind now it's in florida for people who don't know what was his name um governor and the governor uh, ron DeSantis. DeSantis, DeSantis, yeah ron DeSantis. now he more or less supported this now what you're talking about you're talking about five six seven year olds it's concerned it's not concerning all of it now 
they've named it the don't say gay now it's a it is a difficult situation this because i can understand why people are kicking off about it i can understand it because the presumption is and this is what i've always said is that when people say oh you know you can't remember when they said you couldn't say a uh, mom or dad in school they were putting that thing around and all this and people kicked off oh you can't say mom and dad well if you can't say mom and dad why is it okay then not to be able to say gay lesbian uh, why is that suddenly a problem and the way the lgbtqi and i'm not speaking for everyone no one speaks for the whole of the lgbtqi plus community but from my point of view is when it's restricted to that the only thing you can talk about is mum and dads cis people heterosexuals that's insulting it's like saying no one else exists the lgbtqi community don't exist now at that age they're not going to be talking about a uh, sex or anything like that and i doubt if when they're talking about cis parents they're going to be talking about sex either so that's not the issue the issue is that are they is this law actually saying that being lgbtqi is something negative that only older children should be talked about because this is what's also annoying we're always seeing as being we can't escape as sexual people always want to imagine us being in sexual situations when i get insults and i'm intersex by the way when i get insults it's always something sexual half the time that they come up with and i think why are you seeing me as a sex as just a sex act and when people say gay it's like suddenly it's a sex act lesbian it's a sex act do you know what we worry about things like taxes we worry of things like fuel prices we worry about electricity i don't wake up in the morning and say oh my god i'm in sex that's all that i am and that's it but this thing uh, i think it's been blown really out of proportion because they are very young children that they're talking about and also this is thing what which is scared of conversion I, that's what you get the sense of are oh, they going to convert these children you know it's not a matter of I, I don't know right this is where i i as long as they're not talking about sex you shouldn't be talking about lgbtqi sex or straight sex to children that young anyway you shouldn't be let them have their innocence but i think it's been exploded into something bigger than it actually is it's not nice what's happened but it's not <coughs> the end of the world Let, and look let's put it this way children will find out there's lgbtqi people out there and children will know that lgbtqi whether it's mentioned or not or they know a word for it they'll know they'll realize yeah i think the thing is the thing is and i've discussed this before um on on the show um that my kids when they were growing up and they were in junior school were probably the first group of children who were given some kind of education with regards to um you know sexual orientation and that mm. is something which i i agreed with to a degree but i think um what i saw and this is this is speaking about my kids and my kids only i can't speak for other kids was that there was suddenly a, a, an increase in um kids then deciding that they were gay um now i think this backs up what you're saying and i don't think 
I don't think I think there's a certain age when kids should be introduced to, to that kind of thing. We mm. used to have what was it called? The birds and the bees talk. Um, you know, it was that was the way it was dressed up for us. Um, but I found that from from what my kids told me, that 75% of the class, after giving this talk about um gays and lesbians, etc., suddenly were deciding that they were gays and lesbians. It was the it was the fad of the week. They were gonna be yeah. this, and and it was but the thing is, Steve, right? But also if you're not going to tell them about LGBTQI, shouldn't tell them about cis people either. So you either have it all way that it's banned that you talk about mums and dads and you're banned from talking about LGBTQI as well. That's the way it should be if you're going to stop stop one side being spoken about. But kids will. Look, if it's something exciting and gets your attention and it's talked spoken about in a positive way, of course children are going to start mimicking it. That's what's going to happen. Cookie, I, I just think social media plays such a big part with this, mate. I think, um, you know, that, that, you know, the kids as well now have phones, they have iPads, they have so much technology at the end of their fingertips. They've had to rely on it through lockdown to survive. Um, otherwise, they would have all gone stir crazy, wouldn't have had any contact with the outside world and would have been relying on the parents. But, you know, TikTok is, is something I don't particularly use. I'm not on there. Um, but, you know, that in particular puts all kinds of videos on. Instagram's another one. And if, if the kids have got access to that, they're going to come across various videos and these things will, will seep into their mind and they will be given a, they will be given somebody else's view on what these things are. So maybe education in schools is a good idea. What's your, what's your thoughts on it? Oh, I think it's, it, uh, sexuality just discussed in schools. I think, I think that's only a good thing, you know, uh, but at a, at, a, at a good age, you know, so, I've got no problem with it. I there's you know there's that thing where because it was a popular thing, so you know a lot of people want to be different and want to be gay and stuff in that school, and that's more acceptable. I think that's good news, you know, because mm -hmm. when I was at school, the, the, you, gays and lesbians just weren't accepted, you know, so, so we get bullied and stuff like that. That doesn't happen now, so. But the kids, the day come back and they all come back with some mad views and. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, Patricia, you're a parent. Um, how do you? <coughs> what's your What's your views on this? I mean, I'm I'm somebody who was brought up by parents who were very open about things, and you know, I can. Mm -hmm. I was very lucky. I could talk to my parents, and and I'm glad to say that I've continued that on. I'm not embarrassed about being the father of two girls, and you know, I speak to them about everything and anything. I've, I'm an open book with them, and they're an open book with me, and it's nice for them to be able to come and ask us questions about stuff. Um, whether it's race, whether it's sexuality, whatever it is, I can give them an honest opinion. And, um, you know, I tend not to try and lead my kids into a particular direction. It's up to them to make their own way. I can guide them. I can tell them what I think is right and wrong. Um, my, my, my main thing as a parent was to make sure that they had manners and that they respected their elders and that they, you know, they realised that life doesn't come for free. You have to earn your keep. Um, and they're, yeah. they're starting to, the, the age that they are now, they're starting to realize that dishes are getting washed, hoovers are getting <laughs> run around, and that kind of thing. Good work. They, That's by yeah, you. you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, Patricia, what are you, what's, your, what's your thoughts I, on this particular issue? I, yeah, I just don't like anything becoming stigmatized. Um, I, I think it's hard enough for for kids who are struggling with sexuality to, to talk about it. and becoming stigmatized by banning anything i don't like that 
I do come from a, a place where, uh, I mean, Ireland was ruled by the Catholic Church for such a long time. And, and, and we, we now are seeing the consequences of that, where um, we're finding out now the horrors of what the Catholic Church did uh, uh, to mothers who were um, had had fell, fallen pregnant outside of marriage, and when they had their children, they were either taken away or or, or buried in unmarked graves, and I'd, and they were also against you know people being gay. I just don't like anything being stigmatized, especially in places or or homes where maybe there's a religious sort of fanatical thing where they. I just think it should be more open. I, do, I just don't like that being banned. It's such a personal thing. It's a very hard thing for somebody to talk about. I had a friend who, I mean, he 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 was gay, knew he was gay. He had deeply religious parents and he made the decision <coughs> to get married and, and have children. And he was deeply unhappy because he was scared about speaking about it. And I just wouldn't like to see anybody else put in that mm. position. Lee, what's your take on this subject before we move on? Uh, I don't know, mate. It's just fucking... The world that we live in today, you can say this, you can't say this. We live in a very open society now. Probably I would feel the most open society we've ever had. To, to, so to start banning words, or you can't say this, you can't say that, it just goes against everything what we've been doing as a society for the last 10, 15 years regards sexuality, regards orientation, regards whatever. So uh, it's just some idiot in America being a, a dickhead in my eyes. Yeah, it's a strange one. Again, it's uh, something which will run and run. We'll keep an eye on that and come back to it. Um, only fans, Lee, uh, is the line that I've got here from your perspective. I know you wanted to talk about it. So over to you. What did you want to mention about only fans? Anne and I were thinking about uh, setting it up. Yeah, well, apparently it can be uh, quite profitable. I was going to set, set one up tonight. Um, just, I want to know what you guys think. Right, so... I know girls that have got OnlyFans accounts. Um, there seems to be a lot of girls riding around. And listen, I don't want this to be all feminist or whatever, but there's a lot of girls riding around in Range Rovers with no jobs. Very attractive girls as they are, um, seemingly with no line of work, uh, and are doing very well out of it, which is fine. Totally, absolutely, whatever you want to do. However, what it's doing is you've got two young daughters, Steve. And I've noticed a lot of young girls these days, you'll even speak to young kids and I'm going to be on OnlyFans, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be an internet star, I'm going to be on TikTok. Is it not just saying, are these people not just fucking beggars with their breasts hanging out? <laughs> uh, I mean... Well, I suppose, but... That's what I mean, listen, it's, it's, a, it's a line of business, it's profitable, they're doing very well, but where is it saying to our younger kids and the younger girls that are coming through are seeing these girls that are hashtag influencers? What, what is it kind of suggesting to these youngsters coming through? What about the men? What about the men who are demanding it? There's a market mm. for it. Well, well that's so, what I mean. I mean so, so so all put on the women. And yeah, I might yeah. have my own views. I, I, I mean, I they, like there is not enough e education around OnlyFans. Yeah. I mean, if I was a, a young girl and I saw that it's glamorized, make money easy, take your clothes off, would I have done it? I probably would have because I was naive. I wouldn't have been educated. I, I wouldn't have realized the consequences of, I mean, no. 10 years down the line when you're a mother happily married yeah. and you're sitting having your tea and then your husband gets like a, 
a WhatsApp petitory So I don't believe there's enough education, but I don't think there is a huge market for it. And that's the thing. That's why it's I mean, of course there is. And the thing is, my, my plea is for all the men to stop subscribing to these idiots. Oh, that's the thing, my plea. Wait a minute. The thing is, right, Ted and Ali, <laughs> there's an old saying, if there were no bad men in the world, there'd be no bad women. That's relating to sex workers. Yeah. And that's an old Victorian saying that my great-grandmother used to always say to my uh, mama, she said, no bad men, there'd be no bad women. Don't blame the women. They're providing what the men want. And they're yeah. in a financial situation where they have to look right. If I had it all going for me and had it all on and had it all to show, I'd show it. And I'd make <laughs> money from it. I wouldn't give a damn. So I say to these ones, you know, if you make it into your business, look, the world's different. Now, in my day, everything was very, very prudish and every, you know, women were called tramps and all this. But yeah. I'd rather than them doing that than doing sex work, let's put it that way, which is very but, dangerous. But, but that's the next level, isn't it? So when so when they've no. finished doing all, no. when they've finished doing OnlyFans, when no one when there's a young that's that's my point here. There will always be like football, my game was football. There will always be a younger, better player. There will always be a younger, prettier girl. Yeah, so when so when people stop subscribing to you, then it turns into sex work because you, you still know need that? that fix. How do you know that? Which is proof. Because because I do. Now you don't know. <laughs> you see this human. That's what. Just, look, there's lots of the look at in the entertainment industry. It looks are everything for a woman. And still today, well, it's starting slow to change, but looks are everything basically yeah, in the course. entertainment industry. I've known over the years some absolute stunners, and do you know what? I never knew one of them to turn to prostitution when the work dried up because they were getting old. Never once. It's, so it's a, big, it's a big problem in the porn industry. Not that I know anything about porn industry because I don't. I've not even got an account. But um... I say, look, right, they're not harming anyone, are, are they? That's no, 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 no. They're not. I just, I don't. My, for my angle, my only angle on this is I don't want young girls thinking that, you know, I, I would want them to be doctors or teachers or nurses or whatever, whatever it may be. Why? I just, Why? Because. That kind of life, and you know what it you know it, it fuels that so, kind of life. Being an ace, sticking a catheter up someone's woo woo <laughs> is better than getting your woo woo out. I just uh, no to me. I think what it is, I can see where you're coming from. It could lead to something very dangerous. In other words, if it's a naive young girl, yeah, she could be led into something. You know, someone yeah. could prey on it, and also. There is that option, there is that avenue, but if they get loads and loads and loads of money, right, they're going to they're going to be sensible. Let's put it that way if they're making that much money. I'm but they, listen, I understand but what, what you're saying. There is going to be yeah. dangers and there has to be regulated, but it's a different world now. It's changed. Sometimes, it's trust me, changed. and sometimes a big a big handful of money doesn't always help. Believe me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah, that was. My point on it was just basically it's becoming it's gone absolutely mega hasn't it hey yeah. steve hasn't answered yet would you what what's your thoughts on it i don't know i mean it's not something i'd really looked into until lee was going on about it. i've heard of it but like again i'm i'm i'm, I'm tend to be late at the party with things do you know what i mean I, I think i went to myspace about 12 months after it started and <laughs> i think i was still on friends reunited 
Um, and, and similarly with Facebook, I think I was about three years behind everybody else. I'm not one who went out and just jumped on jumped on a Twitter. I think it was 2009. I think that had been out a couple of years. So OnlyFans isn't something I've really looked at, experienced. Obviously, I'm aware of it, um, but I've looked into it. And it's. Hey. I think it's a good opportunity. If people want to go out and make money that way, then that's up to them. I think hey, what people need to realise is whatever you put on the internet or whatever goes on the internet is there for life. Um, whether it's behind it, whether oh, it's yeah. behind it, whether it's behind a protective wall or not, and I think you always have to be aware of that of that you know vulnerability that you have. If you're going to put some fairly explicit photographs of yourself on the internet on OnlyFans and you're going to charge a fee, um, there's always that opportunity comes along where someone is going to hack it, and your photographs are going to end up all over the internet. And we've seen it with some fairly high profile people. Um, you know, it does it does happen. So, you know, it's got pros, it's got cons. Where there's an audience ready to pay for something, um, why shouldn't people profit from it? Just a quick one on that, mate. I want this. I mean, this is for me. This is like like the end all. Kerry Katona has made a million quid from doing it. Wow. Who the fuck? Who the fuck has paid one million quid to see Kerry Katona's yebs out? Go down there. Go down there. Go down there. there. You go. <laughs> Steve, Steve, yeah. can I just reply to one here? This one here called. Holly, holly cow, right now. I'm not going to go into this in depth, but she's saying I'm being horrible about another YouTuber who was a clipper, right? I'm sorry, Holly, look into your facts of what that clipper admitted to doing. Just look into what she admitted to doing when she was with a uh, filmed with a um, John Wedger. And also remember what she was trying to say about me. So I just outed her for what she was because she was talking a lot of rubbish about me. I just thought I'd clarify that. I've okay. got nothing against people being... Um, well, I don't... Let's put it this way. I'm against... I don't like the idea of sex work. I don't. Because I think it, this idea that it stops sexual assaults on women is a load of rubbish because I think <coughs> it's counter to that. It actually gives the thing that a man can have a woman. And if he hasn't got the money, what's stopping taking her by force? But when it comes to things like, you know, what you call them, those ones that spank your bottom and all that. Oh, oh yes. Uh -huh. Dominatrix you know those, and things. Yeah. Dominatrix, that's different. The woman's right. doing the um, business then, isn't she? She's not being violated. But, yeah, so just sort of point that out. Okay, big shout-out to Kelsey, who watches a lot of my shows. She goes, what about the ones where they pay to watch women crushing things with their shoes or just showing their dirty yeah. feet? Cookie, is this something uh, something you'd be interested in watching? <laughs> Hey, I tell you now, I might have a look, but no, I think more and more these days things are sexualized a lot, and that puts a lot of pressure on on the youngness, you know, and making you know doing stuff like that, you know, I tell you now. Do you remember the old days? Do you remember the old days when you had to go? You, you, in fact, you had to go and find a magazine to like look at a woman. Do you remember the old days? And then were good days then. Yeah, you had to. They were like on the top shelf, and you had to rummage around. Wow, really? That's bits of rip pages of them and stuff. Yeah. And then I get under your bed, and it'd be like, oh. And nowadays, you can go online, and it's like all kinds of weird shit going on. I know of there women. Is... Sorry, go on ahead, Cookie. No, no, you're fine. No, I'm just going to bring up. I know of women, uh, and myself included, who have been approached 
by, I mean, these kinky people on like Twitter. Um, I know quite a few females who were approached by a man who had a duffel coat fetish. And duffel coat, like through the <laughs> duffel coat she used to get. Uh, and he requested pictures of him wearing duffel coats. I've been asked for pictures of my feet. My feet are absolutely horrible. So, like, I wouldn't subject anybody to that. And what size are they? What size are your feet, Patricia? Six, a six. Apparently, oh. that's. I told me that was big. I thought that my feet were just normal. A shrimp head. That's called <laughs> shrimp and that. Show us a, send me a picture of your feet in a bit. A duffel coat. There's also, <laughs> there is a, a community of newspaper fetish people who like, um, they, they like to be wrapped in a newspaper or, or get women to wrap themselves in newspaper. It's, it is really cool. Like yesterday's chips. It's amazing. <laughs> well, if this conversation hasn't given uh, some of my uh, foes and enemies plenty to choose, I'm, sure, I'm sure they will move on to, to, to all of this in due course. Uh, okay. so, so we'll dive from one, one thing into the next. And I, did, I do like to pick things out in newspapers. Uh, Rush Hour Crush, when I was sitting um, at hospital visiting my mum, I, I often pick up a copy of this free Metro newspaper. Now, Rush Hour Crush, I don't know whether you've ever seen this, but yeah. basically this is where people write in um, anonymously <laughs> and direct their messages to, as you can see there, um, girl with curly brown hair uh, um, or black coat, jeans and Ted Baker bag. Um, or what, you know, basically, they're on public transport. They catch the eye of somebody, and they don't have the, you know, the the time, or maybe they don't have the courage to go and ask them, um, "Are you single? Or would you like to go for a drink?" Um, I just want to know. And does this kind of thing work? Is is this? Is, you know, it's been going on for decades. I remember that happening years ago. Someone I knew, and she. Said, "Oh my God!" She was it was the Liverpool Echo actually, and she said, "Look, she said, that is that's talking about me." And someone had gone in to the uh, thing. You know, she'd been at the Adelphi saying he wanted to meet up with her. Do you know what she did as well? I was absolutely horrified when she said, "Yeah, I'm going to meet up with him." But um, you know, I mean, what's the harm in it? What's the harm in it? There's no harm in it whatsoever. Is there? As long as you let people know. If you agree to meet with someone, where yeah. you're going and all that, that's all. But there's no harm. And it's just like any kind of thing. But it's nothing new. I say, I remember that going on years ago. All right. Most charge I like this comment. Uh, surely everyone has a fetish. Mind you, in menopause is called a fan. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Uh, Cookie, um, yeah, date, date, and um, apps, etc. We've talked about them on this show before, but actually writing to a newspaper. And putting something into there i and that's in every day so there's lots of people do this uh but people just haven't got the you know the, the time or the, the the courage to go up and ask somebody out but i'm just what, what what do you make of that i don't know if i was if i was being a bootleg then i'd things but like i just looked at it this way like off the telly where serial killers communicate with the police and that <laughs> you know i just think it's just crap it is, it is strange. It's a bit like Lonely Hearts, Patricia, isn't it? Aye. I I love it. I, I think it's brilliant. And uh, I can understand why people do do that, like especially in London, um, the, every, how many people get the chib every day. Like, Jesus, I can't even um, imagine the numbers. So 
and and we're all kind of we're all so engrossed in our phones so i mean you don't even dare to look at anybody on the tube when you're there so i can understand maybe somebody writing that into to a newspaper like the metro and you know because the fear of rejection and everything else you're not going to walk up to somebody because you don't know what their reaction is going to be and maybe if you put it in and they see it and there's a connection i love it i think it's great i don't actually know anybody who's married or, or met but I just, I like it. It warms my heart. So, Lee, how long does it take you to write these each day? <laughs> uh, I try and, I set, I set aside a good 10 minutes, morning and night. And I chuck the net out. I chuck the net out and I see what comes back. Well, Lee, this <laughs> seems like a safer back. option for you because you've been, you, you've had your fingers burned <laughs> on some of these apps, which you've kindly shared with me and Patricia in our WhatsApp group. But, um, <laughs> I mean, to, to, you know, maybe this is a safer option, writing to a newspaper. I think I think we just all need to press a big reset button and we all just need to go back to the pub and start speaking to people again instead of hiding behind a, a nine-inch screen uh, <laughs> and chucking out false uh, false invites and whatnot. People just need to look up in society, stop looking at your phones, look up in the street and say, hello, how are you? Like a retro, let's go back to retro, let's go back to conversing. Derek says you can't do that, you'll get done for staring. <laughs> <laughs> classic. Absolute classic. Uh, okay, going completely away from uh, this kind of subject and into something I've saw in the uh, the papers. This would be <coughs> the axe and from uh, The Shining, the, the film star and Jack oh, Nicholson, yeah. the, the horror. Mm. It was sold at auction for £45,000 this week. Um, Which is cheap. Which is, I thought that was cheap. I've got very to be honest. Cheap. Yeah, very, um, cheap. very, very cheap. Do you own any memorabilia, Ran? Does anyone in the mm. chat own any memorabilia, or is there a piece of memorabilia you would love to own? I've got Kill Bill swords replicas from the film set, which are picked up. So they stashed away in my attic, and God knows how much they'll um, be worth now. I used to have different things. I got the mask. One of the masks from a film which no one you will know, um, which Scream. was called Alice, no, Alice, Sweet Alice, and it was called here Communion. Uh, mask from that, I got an original one, which no one remembers that now, but it was the very first film. Um, that oh god, what's the name? I can't even remember the name. Um, Brooke Shields was it when she oh, was turned. Right. And it was a slasher movie. You'll actually see it online if you put in Alice Sweet Alice. I think it's on YouTube. So we've got one of them. I used to have more, but I sold a lot off. I helped a lot off. But I've still got the Kill Bill and the mask from uh, Alice Sweet Alice. Um, have you got any of uh, Uma Thurman's old socks? Oh, here we are. You're shrimping again, are you? You want these <laughs> shrimpers? Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Political bias has got a pair of Jimmy Nails boots that he wore in Spender. What the hell? I, think, I thought there would be crocodile shoes. Political bias. Uh, Cookie, what about you? Any any memorabilia, or is there any piece of memorabilia that you've seen that you think, oh, I'd love to own that? Uh, I've got a got a few bits from what I used to keep in my dumpster for over the years, and that that sort of like. But no, I would love a a, a hulkied. A Hulk head, a Hulk, a Hulk head. I would, it would look. I think it would look wicked in my room. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, all right, okay. I remember, I remember when you st- first started doing your podcast. I always, uh, yeah, it was always quite a, a, an, an intriguing background. Your house cookie, I always felt it was an intriguing background. So oh, yeah, you, you've got. Um, it looks a bit like a Game of Thrones chair you're sitting on tonight. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. spikes on it and that. Patricia, what about you? Are you a memorabilia collector? I own no memorabilia but i would love to own anything that amy winehouse owned i went to her exhibition actually in london was it last month and you know her her little ballerina shoes i was a huge fan her dresses and all that's i mean yeah that's what i would like to own but i don't own anything of significance unfortunately okay lee Uh, i've got a picture when sunderland used to be in the premier league (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, that must be old as a dusty oh yeah 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 it's doing well it's, it's up to about forty-four thousand at the moment no i no i'm not i'm not a hoarder i'm not a keeper um i wish i'd have kept all my lego from when i was a kid but i didn't I don't know just i love it i think i'd probably it. do it now as an adult what do you think yeah. would be the most expensive film item if it came up for sale Oh, that's a good um, question. Anything to do with James Bond, I would imagine. Yeah. Anything to do with the classics like Star Wars, Jaws. I was going to um, say, what about the big old shark from Jaws? Do you know what it most probably will be? And I think it is actually because a pair was old. The Ruby Slippers from the oh, musical yeah. um, Wizard of Oz. We wow. get a pair of them because yeah. there's actually a pair that's missing, I think. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a collect. I'm, I'm a, I'm not a collector. People might think Steve's that obsessed with Newcastle United. He must have a whole host of shirts. I used to get shirts all the time from the players when I worked on the doors. They used to come and, you know, I'd do them a favour. They say, "Oh, we'll get you a signed shirt." So uh, things like that, when you when you start doing events, become, you know, they're, they're just not significant. Yeah. The things I collected were with a crazed boxing career always fascinated me. So I, I do own the gloves, I do own the wraps, and I do own the boots of Ronnie and Reggie Cray from the infamous uh, from the infamous photograph that was taken in the nineteen fifties. Um, and I've got a couple of little per- like little like things like the the ticket stub from when all three brothers fought at the Albert Hall in the nineteen fifty one show, uh, but a few programs with them in. So I, that's probably my little thing. Um, people in the chat, Ryan Sweeney's got um, a limited edition sculptor of things from films. Mouse Charger says, uh, I own Rupert the Bear annuals. Does that count? But I've got nothing uh, good. Um, I wish I could get some Heath Ledger Joker memorabilia, says uh, Solway. I do have I do have a signed, a, a signed picture of the Godfather uh, Marlon Brando, which is, uh, I, I quite like that. That's it's not made out to me, and it's a genuine autograph. So that, that's another one of those things. John from QTech, he's got one of Axel Rose's sweatbands from Wembley. How does it smell? How does it smell, John? Uh, Gary Taylor says, <laughs> Gary Moore's guitars. I'd love to know how you how you got that. Um, uh, I remember there was a big thing about Kevin Keegan's sock when he left. Yes. Park in a helicopter. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's um, that, that. Well, that would be another. That would be another interesting thing. Derek says used to have Shearer's boots. Haman's played in top. Dommy's boots. Kevin Keegan's training top. Lee Clark's training top. Sadly, they are all gone now. And um, Frankie says he's got his late grandfather's Masonic regalia from the nineteen forties. 
and uh, yeah lots of lots of sensible suggestions and amongst a few of the uh, the trolls in there okay coming up to the last seven or eight minutes um last one i wanted to ask you guys was have you ever smuggled anything and that's after a story that i picked up in the uh, the mirror newspaper about a man who came back uh, from his holidays and he had smuggled 52 yes 52 reptiles in mm. his clothes so, Anne, uh, I mean, that's, that's a hell of a story. It's a hell of a mouth, hell of a mouth to bring through, which is quite a weird number, 52. But smuggling, I mean, did you, did nah. you ever smuggle anything into school? No, nothing. I've never uh, never felt the need to, and I've never taken drugs or anything like that, so I've never had the need to smuggle drugs. No, nothing, never. I've always this. Uh, I've been really... I'm boring, you know, as a person. I don't have any exciting stories to tell. Very boring. It was just five years old, you're going to be a ballet dancer, put into school, then did that, then in the theatre and all this. Very boring. I don't have any exciting stories of drugs or smuggling or anything to tell her. Okay, Cookie, what about you? I mean, I, I, I'll give you my example. I used, to, I used to smuggle cigarettes into school to sell. Um, I used to get the felt-tip pens. I used to take the in, inside out of the felt-tip pen, and I used to, to buy the cigarettes from the from the local general dealers before school, and then I used to stick them in the felt-tip pens, which I had about 20. Uh, I would buy the, the cigarette and a match for 10 pence, and then I would basically sell them to the lads at break time so they could all have a cigarette on the way home. So that you, was are nice. you are you are wasted on this YouTube, mate. That was my smuggling technique uh, back, in the, back in the day when I was 13 and 14. Cookie, what about you? Have you ever ever been tempted to smuggle 52 reptiles down your pants? I suppose I have smuggled drugs and that in prison and all that. You know, it's a natural thing to start off doing when you go in prison. It's not nice when the uh, screws mufty on a visit. You know, it's quite rough. Oh. Yeah. How many lizards? How many lizards though? How many lizards on a visit? Just a uh, dope or something, you know. It's hard to heal the jail, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I, reckon, I reckon Patricia. Right? She looks like Belfast's uh, Belfast <laughs> reptile dealer. Thanks, thanks, Lee. Uh, two times. Um, when I was around 18, 19, me and my friends used to smog, smuggle a half bottle of vodka in our bags and we'd get like a jug of sacks in the beach and just pour the whole thing in to the bars. And then the second time was in Peru, no, not drug related. Um, I was over on work and I was trying to get in a, a tiny camera because I was going in to interview a very well-known drug smuggler who I've spoken about in Steve's show, and it had a camera on it. <laughs> the guards are going to be, because it looked like a key fob. And I said, we can't take that because that's mine. It's for my car. And he's like, no, no, you're not allowed in. I was like arguing with him. And I never got it in. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> moral of the story is don't smuggle anything into prisons. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. And then and I, when I walked around the corner, <laughs> I with a glove. Like this, and the woman more or less said to me, "If you beep going through that, you have to go behind that curtain." And I was like, "But thankfully, I never beeped." So, yeah, it's funny that smuggling things into prisons. I think a lot of people have tried to do that um, over the years, Lee. Lee, have you ever, have you ever <laughs> smuggled it, Lee? Um, 
No. <laughs> I transported something, but I didn't smuggle it. I think when Lee's book comes out, uh, everything will be everything will be revealed on there, and we can uh, we can all have a uh, you know yeah. we can all have a recap on that when Lee's book comes out. But yeah, it should be um, as always. I, I've got to say thank you to my sponsors. Uh, so big thank you to Spider VPN for all the internet security. Google Spider VPN. They are the boys to trust for uh, internet security and protect your computer. Thanks to skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins com website www.skipsandbins.com easy contract free and pays you go waste collection thanks to lng family funeral directors 01913897245 and a garden of healing dispensary cbd hemp and cannabinoid specialists www.gohd.com thanks to arcot interiors based on heaton road newcastle for all your kitchen needs google the guys they come up at the top of the Google search list as well. And at qtechshop.co.uk. Thanks to Kai. Uh, Meet the new game over screen. Drop into a Clear Run device near you. Available on Apple Store, Google Play and Clear Run Game. Thanks to jabsignature.co.uk and Media Arts for all the help with the video. If you want to subscribe, if you're a new visitor, please hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner. You can subscribe for free. Hit the thumb up to like the video and click share to share to your social media. All podcasts, Newcastle, True Crime and News of the World are all available 24 hours later as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers thanks lee thanks patricia cookie and Anne. as always an enjoyable hour with you guys no show next bye week bye. because i am on set i'm filming for a week uh, so i'll catch up with you all uh, in two weeks time but thanks to everybody thanks to the mods and thanks well, to thanks. Uh, everybody for tuning in take care guys bye bye, bye. 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 bye.